Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. I don't know. I, you know, I'm trying to. I keep trying to teach these guys how to finish. We talk about it all the time. Being detailed about your job. Being detailed. And I did, do think there was some, especially in the first half, guys were detailed about everything. They played with a lot of energy. Um, you know, I guess we haven't really been in a game where we've been up by so much. And uh, you know, I was still trying to be aggressive with with everything really that we were doing, and we didn't. Uh, you know, we didn't execute as well. Why the long face, man? Vikings, little road bump there in the second half against the Steelers, but they're right in the thick of it. We're sitting here. The Vikings are just in this hodgepodge of six and seven lost teams all the way from the six seed down to the 11 seed. And boys, just because we did our pie chart on Friday after the Vikings game against the Steelers doesn't mean that we are done making pie. This is Pie Chart Monday. And we're going to give you a playoff possibility pie chart here on Purple Daily. Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Thank you also to TCL TVs. If you've been watching these Vikings games on a TCL and the game doesn't come out favorably, don't kill the messenger. You probably had a great picture quality. TCL has a new lineup of award-winning TV delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. So, all right, real quick, mm-hmm. how was your Sunday? It's always kind of nice when the Vikings play on a non-Sunday or when they play, like, on a Sunday night. How was your red zone viewing experience yesterday, boys? Oh, my God. It was, it's so ideal. It's so great. I told you, if you came to me today and said Thanksgiving and Christmas and Easter off the table or you keep them and I take your red zone away, I'm like, what kind of a horrible holiday. scenario is this? Is this Hol- like a yeah. Saw movie? Holidays, holidays. You can have your holidays. You I, I am keeping red zone. <laughs> you can have your red zone back when it's time to. <laughs> no. <laughs> Would you cut your leg off with a jigsaw? N- to get red zone for the Scott Hansen for, it's the for only six thing hours I would on consider, It's the only way I would consider taking an appendage off would be if somebody to do not threaten my red zone. It was great. I sat there, and I sat there for hours, and they switched from game to game to game. It's the. I'm telling you right now, it is the greatest invention in sports television. Would you, would you trade it for a Viking Super Bowl? 
the fact wait, so you, you have mean, to think mean, about wait, this. Wait, you're you're saying oh Vikings win a Super Bowl, but you lose red zone for the yeah, rest yeah. of it's your just, life? It's, it's gone from from oh everyone's existence. Oh my god, I don't, I don't know what I, I would do. I, uh, I yeah, listen. I'm fine just sort of like lamenting the Vikings yeah. for the next fifty years. I don't think I, I can give up red zone. I don't. I don't. I'm not kidding you. I don't think I can. I don't think I can do it. It's a guarantee. Yeah, next season they win the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, but right. But Declan, red zone's so special. Are you guarantee? Wait a second. Are you saying if I keep red zone uh-huh. that there's a guarantee that they won't win a Super Bowl? Yes. Because what, what I'm saying is I'd rather keep red zone and just like take my chances on the non guarantee. Oh, I'll, I'll at take. Some I'll, point, I I haven't had cable in like two or three years. I I don't need red zone. I'm cool. I want. I have a red zone take actually for you guys. Yeah. So you guys have been. You, you guys are. Uh, Cable guys, right? So you're you're Scott Hansen red zone guys, or Declan's been Declan's not wherever, no. where, wherever, wherever on the black Han- market. Declan, yeah. finds I'm Scott Hansen. I'm Team Scotty. So I am. So I am Direct TV Game Pass or I'm whatever Siciliano. it's called. So I'm Siciliano. All due respect to Siciliano, he's no Scotty Hansen. He is the Baker Mayfield to Scott Hansen's Ooh. Tom Brady. Wow, that's yeah. a comparison. Scott Hansen is fantastic. Dude. Scott Hansen is the Tom Brady of red zone. He is. And Andrew Siciliano is just playing. Why are he's there just, two? He's on the field. Like, like I get that there's two packages, but why not yeah. just have? I mean, Scotty's the guy. Scotty. I think it's because I think so. Siciliano goes out of his way to say like what channel? Like it's on. If you want to watch this game, it's on I, channel seven eighteen. It's like I'm fine. That's the whole that point. The but yeah. and that's the whole point. The entire point of Red Zone and the experience is you don't have to flip because you don't want to flip. I used to flip. Yeah. I used to flip. I don't enjoy flipping. I want to stay well, uh, put, and I want to go from highlight to highlight to highlight. Well, that's a wrap on today's right. episode that's of Purple Daily. Really? Thanks for hanging out with us. That's, uh, that's it. That's Fairly. all. Love that's red. All love re- love your red zone. <laughs> love your red zone. Always appreciate it. All right, uh, let's get to it here. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. As Judd has coined this in our pre-show email pre- preparation, this is the playoff possibility pie chart. I'll let you kind of explain this further, but as I understand it, and as I put together my pie chart. The Vikings are stuck in this mud of six and seven lost teams. They still very much have a shot here. According to 538, the Vikings have a 33% chance to make the playoffs. So they're not dead yet, even though they lost to the Lions two weeks ago. No, not dead. 33% chance to make the playoffs. This is the pie chart of things that have to happen for them to make a push and get to the playoffs. Yes, that's exactly right. And I'm confident that we will all be different. Because the interpretation is is yep. loose, right? So I'm confident that the three of us will all have pie charts that probably differ more than our pie charts off games of blame or praise ordinarily do. Uh, if you, you would like me to start, I had seven pieces of pie, but four of them are split equally and will go quickly. Starting at the bottom, 5%, a chunk to Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Eric Kendricks, and Greg Joseph. On Joseph, Hmm. dude, do your job. Do your job. Make the PATs from here on out, okay? Like, like I get it. These guys are all in the same slice of pie? Yes, I'm giving them all because the the variance now will take off. So I'm just saying, in Joseph's case, he's had a decent year. It's not been great, but it's not been a disaster. But just 5%. To do your job, which is make your PATs. If you have a field goal of 52 yards or or in from there, make that. 
Uh, I'm not asking a lot here, but I am asking for a pie chart of consistency. I want consistency. And so that's my first piece. Just a small piece of pie, maybe a little bit of ice cream dolloped on there. I don't know. 5% Jefferson, Cook, and Kendricks because you're all going to need to star. You are going to need to be stars. Um, For the most part, at different times, you all have been. But I'm saying right now, it's time for you to all step up against the Bears, against the Rams, against the Packers, and then subsequently in the last regular season game against the Bears again. And as the kids like to say, ball out. It's time to ball out. Okay? So so it's the not kids, that... The kids do the kids. love to say that. Yep. Hey, you fellow kids. So it's not that I'm saying that they're... Hello. Hello, kids. Hello. The kids, <laughs> like, mug, the kids need over. to ball out, Okay. I love the kids. Hello. Do you do you know all of your how many nieces and nephews do you have on Don's side? Oh, just two. Do you know their names? Maya and Jordan, of course. What's their middle okay. names? I have no idea. <laughs> I think I know, but I'm not positive. But I mean, what? It, it's a, it, okay. But I, I know their names now. If it was a now, now do I know the rest of the extended family's names? Absolutely not. No, yeah. don't have room for that up here. I got, I only got so much room up here in the cranium, okay? Got 53-man rosters, National Hockey League speculation. I can't be having a bunch of names take up room. So Jefferson, Cook, and Kendricks, all very talented, all very good. But these last four games, you need to be on point big time. This team needs you. Unfortunately, you can't get hurt, too. You need to be on the field. All right, so that's 5% to Jefferson, 5% to Cook, 5% to Kendricks, 5% to Joseph. And now we get into bigger uh, chunks of pie. 15% goes to a very important position that was exposed left and right in the second half by Big Ben and the Pittsburgh Steelers. That is that left cornerback spot, or right spot, opposite Patrick Peterson. Pat, Pat P brings stability. I don't think he's great, but I think he is. I think he is a guy that teams do not look to pick on uh, b- because he's going to make plays if they do. And I think it's safe to say he's going to provide a reliable veteran presence. He's done everything asked of him. Yeah, because he's not he's not his, his old self, but he's good. But the problem is this: Bashad Breeland, Cam Dantzler, and if he plays, and I wouldn't suggest it, Chris Boyd. That cornerback position is so attackable. And I got to think that that is go- going to be a point of emphasis for Justin Fields, Rodgers, Stafford, Fields. So that, I'm not trying to say it, it has to be great, but 15% of the chunk of pie says it cannot be what we saw in the second half Thursday night, which was disastrous. You literally threw the ball up towards receivers on that side and waited for them to grab. And then a flag would appear magically. So 15%, you cannot have, you will lose a game or multiple games. If if Rodgers and Stafford can just throw balls up, you're screwed. So make plays. Starts with Breland. Stop throwing up on the sideline. He regularly gets sick. He makes me sick at times. Make the damn plays. Get off Twitter. Get off Twitter. Get off, get off the fans and make the plays. Just be reliable. Not that hard. 20%. Kirk Cousins. Because the last, uh, the last 
45 percent is going to be be reserved for the same person in different roles. But 20 percent, Kirk, who has to be in these last four games at, at his best all the time. And that means that the Kirk that we saw, and we have seen him quite a bit. He's been very good for a lot of games in 2021. That needs to be the Kirk that we see continually. So, like, there can't be these, I threw a pick, I'm freaked out now. Oh, my God, what am I going to do? Okay, now I'm back. We need to see the Kirk that we saw a lot earlier in the season, and we need to see him consistently. Um, He needs to make big plays. He needs to find Jefferson, um, Osborne, Thielen, if he comes back. But we've seen a guy who can be pretty damn good. 20%, Kirk, we need to see that guy in four games or else you're not going to make the playoffs. 20%. Mike Zimmer, the coach. It is his job as the coach to galvanize and pull this team together. He he is the leader of men here. He is the guy who has to say, all right, boys, we've been up and down. We've lost a lot of close games. We have four games left. And right now what we've done doesn't matter one bit. What matters is these next four games. It would be nice if the quarterback had the capability to lead here, but he really doesn't, and to ask him to is a big reach. This is Mike's team. Mike, if this is your last stand, make it a good one. So 20%, Zimmer as coach. And my final chunk, my seventh chunk of pie, 25%, Zimmer as defensive coordinator of this team. Your defense is going to have to, I'll say it again, ball out in these next four games. Like, you're going to have to be damn good. Um, The run defense has been, at times, far too often disastrous. And there there have been excuses. Well, Pierce is out. Uh, Tomlinson's out. What what do you expect? I expect a Zim game plan for four games. And that is to say, I expect this defense to be good. You have the components. Yes, yes, trying to get pressure from... The ends with Griffin and Hunter out is tougher. But if you watched Red Zone, God bless it, yesterday, what did you see? You saw a lot of teams effectively blitz and pressure QBs. Not lay back and say, I don't really trust my coverage, my secondary. I can't trust. I can't blitz. No, they blitzed. And that's where Breland is going to have to play well. And if he doesn't, it's a chance that you're going to have to take. Because this whole thing of, well, we're just going to play back in coverage, don't cut it. 25% Zimmer, the DC. That's my pie chart. That's a lot. knows how you feel about pie. But it's going to take a lot. Eight minutes. Wow. Eight minute minute draft. That's a lot, you guys. Yep. That's a lot. Look at that time of possession. I will fully admit that that was a lot. But this this is an assignment. Like, this is not a, well, they could. No, I'm saying do it. There was some clock management on the nieces, names of nieces that probably took up at least a minute. No, of that I did chart. not introduce that. Let the oh, record show. Oh, was that on the clock? That was oh, on, the on the clock. I don't, I don't stop the clock for for. Let the record show. Macadac introduced that question, and I do know the names <laughs> of my nieces, extended family. No chance. Brother-in-law, yes. Sister-in-law, yes. Hey, hey, guy, give me another surly. <laughs> Speaking of, yes. I'm sure you had time to kick back and drink a couple of your favorite oh, Surly Furiouses Surly over the weekend. Huh? Look, let's just say when when Red Zone is in play, Surly Furious in play too. And I hope 
that people join me on their couches, united across the state and the country, in, in having a delicious can of Surly Furious in front of them as they watched countless hours of football. And for all of those of you out there over the weekend who showed us your cans at Jay Zolgan on Twitter, thank you. Because it's always nice to see your per, your pour of whatever Surly you might be drinking. Show us your cans. People do. Also, uh, show us your Chill Boys. Like, you know, not what's underneath the Chill yeah, Boys. Dex but can. I can. Chill Boys, most comfortable underwear we have put on here on the Purple Daily Show. I've gotten rid of all of my non-Chill Boys underwear. It is great. It's uh, revelatory. I don't know. Is that a word that works there? Chill Boys. I think so. You can find online at chillboys.com. It's a Minnesota-based company, and uh, they've been a huge supporter of us and our boys throughout the course of this year, and maybe we recommend long underwear. Oh, my God. Life-changing. Yeah. Comfortable, too. From 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. yesterday, yes. I had nothing on but my chill boys, binge-watching new shows, watching some football. It was great. Now, you know what? There's chill. nothing wrong with that. I like it. Just chill boys and a necktie. Mm-hmm. That's it. That was me. Sitting around. <laughs> Coffee in hand, just <laughs> sipping my seventh glass of tea, trying to kick this sore throat. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a great Sunday. Chill boys and a cashmere sweater. Mm-hmm. All right, who's next? Pie chart of possibilities. Who's next? Right, I, I want to hear you guys. how you feel about pie. All right, here it is. Here's my pie chart of playoff possibility. My alliteration pie chart here. Four slices of pie. Let's start with, yeah, let's not ignore the coordinators here, okay? These mm-hmm. first couple slices of pie because people need to, this is, this is the time to do your job at the highest level and untangle yourself from this mess of six and seven lost teams. Clint Kubiak, 10%. And I will go even like a, a, a bullet point further and say, specifically in these two games against the Chicago Bears, don't get cute. Run the ball down their throats. The Bears' defense has been awful against the run since about the second week in October. They've given up, I think, an average of 120 or 130 yards per game now. Some of that's because they trail in games and their opponents are leaning on them and running the ball in the second half. So game flow plays into it, but they can't stop opponents from running the ball. So Dalvin Cook, I cringe every time he gets tackled because he dislocated his shoulder two weeks ago, but he ran for 200 yards against the Steelers. You know, he's never going to be fully fresh. And so if he's comfortable enough to go out there and take some hits, then Lean on him specifically against the Bears on Monday. Clint Kubiak, do your job. 10% to a guy that I don't think has shown up at all in our pie charts all year. But if the Vikings are going to make the playoffs, how about Adam Zimmer comes to the table with some innovation, with some ideas, with some ways to tweak the old man's outdated and dusty ideas defensively, okay? It's a coup from within. 10%. A coup. Let's go, kids. You guys are you're in your mid thirties. Adam Zimmer's been around the NFL for like since he was like twenty one. By the way, he's been either an assistant coach, so you know he's had tons of experience. It's time to find a better way to get after opposing quarterbacks here. Okay, so Big Ben in the second half looked so comfortable, right? He was basically two thousand eleven Ben Roethlisberger. You know, he hopped in a DeLorean and uh, and went back in time ten years and looked like spry Ben Roethlisberger. So with Daniil Hunter. The Vikings had the best pass rush in the NFL. Number one in pressure rate, number one in sacks through the first like five or six weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. Since then, the last two months, they've fallen out of the top ten in pressure rate. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, if you if you can fluster Justin Fields, that game's over. If you got to find a way at some point to get pressure on Aaron Rodgers and Matt Stafford. So, Adam Zimmer, yes. come on down. Let's see it, dude. Are you a legitimate NFL defensive coordinator or are you just Mike Zimmer's son and you got a job ahead of 20 other qualified people, right? It's and I get it. Your top players are out, but a lot of teams are dealing with injuries. The Packers yes. have injuries all up and down their defense. Like, you got to find ways. No one is saying you have to you have to pitch a shutout or you have to hold teams to ten points. But in key moments, game on the line, third downs, or whatever it may be, second half, like you got to find a way to not allow 30, 35 points, and you got to find a way to get after opposing quarterbacks, even without your best players. And that is scheme. How about this one? It's been talked about for a long time. But how about 55 more involved in the rush? That'd be interesting. Like, he, is he sort of is he sort of diet Micah Parsons? Well, we don't you know. know. Look, look at how look at how Dallas is using Micah Parsons. Right? Exactly. Awesome. And, and I'm not saying he's that, but I mean, my God, he's not he's not helpless. And and when he came in the league, people were putting him on that level. Like, holy crap, Jason look Taylor. At this hybrid defensive player, Jason right? Taylor, right? Yeah. But who? What? Which game did he rush in? I think it was the 49ers game early. They sent him. He can get. I mean, he can get home. He's got that. Yes. He's got that. But yeah, I love that. That's exactly right. Somebody in that building needs to dial up a defensive game plan. That's not the old school. Well, we got the a gap thing going today. What's the I'm What's the creative hook or twist that you're going to implement in the last four weeks? Yes, Adam Zimmer, come on down. Right, Andre Patterson. I'll throw him in the mix too. Okay, Mike's like get out of here. Um, you get out of here too. All right, ten percent. To the offensive line. The offensive line has to be the best it's been all season mm-hmm. over the next four games. Garrett Bradbury, don't look now, has had a couple really good games. Maybe taking some time off and feeling a threat to his starting job has, I don't know, changed something for him. I believe he had zero pressures allowed against the Steelers. You're going to need Christian Derisaw back. Hopefully that happens at some point. Do we know, by the way, is he he was questionable last week, right? Or was he just? Or was he a non? No, I think they declared. I thought they. De- I thought they declared him out on yeah. Fri- on Friday. Correct. Correct. But he's got basically has like an extra three or four. And days he's got an ankle problem, get, right? Spat it up, baby. Yeah. Spat that thing up. Let's get going. So I would. So you know, if you get yep. Darisaw back, I would leave. You know, I mean, they've kind of recommitted to Garrett Bradbury at center here. I would leave Mason Cole at right guard. Those and guys you- seem to have a chemistry the last two mm-hmm. games. Yeah. Oli Udo, thank you. Just you can be the backup Oli, to all the positions now. <laughs> thank you. Uh, when um, when pressured last Thursday, Kirk Cousins was 0 for 11 with two interceptions. He doesn't have the luxury of being able to flush from the pocket and keep a play alive. Like I saw Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert make a couple plays, extending plays. Russell Wilson, like Kirk, needs a clean pocket and protection. When he gets it, he can dissect the defense. So. You know, it's we can sit here and we can wish for Kirk to just become like more mobile overnight. Not going to happen, right? Or we can ask the offensive line to be the best it's been all season down the stretch. And that brings me to my last chunk of pie: seventy percent to the leadership of this team. And you listed a bunch of leaders, but I'm going to even go more narrow than that. Mm-hmm. Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins. This is your team. Who wants to lead it? You know, no one's coming in to save the day here. No one's coming in with a fully healthy team. No one's. No one is going to, you know, sprinkle, uh, you know, magic dust on Daniil Hunter's injuries or go Mister Miyagi on Adam Thielen's injuries. Like, guys are going to be banged up. The conditions aren't going to be perfect. Zimmer's going to have to find ways to be creative on defense with his staff, 
and Cousins is going to have to continue making big plays like we saw in the first half. He wasn't great against the Steelers, but he made enough big plays down the field, and, and he found Justin Jefferson a couple times early. So really it's Zimmer and Cousins are the two most influential pieces to this puzzle. Zimmer with his defensive scheming and overall just leadership when he wants to be, and Kirk Cousins as the franchise quarterback. So um, I do think feeding the ball to Dalvin is going to play a role in here. I'm not saying that it's solely on those guys. Right, but the Bears but game, that makes perfect sense. Let's get it. So 70% Cousins Zimmer, 10% offensive line, 10% Adam Zimmer, 10% Clint Kubiak. I love it. 701, baby. You know what? This is important stuff. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, this is important stuff. This is opportunity knocks and the pie chart answers. It does. Pie chart's answer. The, 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 pie, the pie chart was like, I thought I had a week off no, here. Pie, no, no. Get your ass up. It's no. the holiday season. You get your ass you up. This is, this is, this is your time to shine, pies. You SOB. It's time to work. Yeah. That's how this goes. This is like this is like FedEx UP. Like listen, this is the time. This is like where you're going to make all your money is these next six weeks pie yeah. charts. Okay? Listen, pie. No days off. No listen, days off, pie. baby. Listen to me. All right. No I have days off. five chunks. Five chunks of pie. I will start from the bottom, work my way up. Uh, after getting absolutely filleted on Twitter this weekend, probably the harshest I've ever been criticized on this platform. What did you do? Oh my God, it was absurd. Uh, but my first chunk of pie. Oh, you, you, what, oh, tell the audience, remind the audience what I you said. I said Kirk Cousins looks, looks checked like out. a checked out quarterback. He looks checked out right now. And just and, and this pre, and this is a perfect segue into my first chunk of pie. Five percent for Kirk staying engaged. So. Kirk, just the way he was handling himself in the media scrum with Thomason, just having weird things like that, his body language after games, it just, I don't see a lot of engagement over the last four games. That's what I saw. You can, and, and people can obviously disagree with me because that's, that's happened, but I don't see a guy who has looked as engaged as he was in the first eight games. That's just how I took it. And, I, and like I said when you brought it up, my interpretation is that I don't know if he's checked out. I, think, I don't think he likes his boss. Yeah. He, he he it's to me it's the body language and the and the post game and pre game comments of a guy that just doesn't love mm-hmm. his boss. So no. but I I'm 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 not going to back away from it. I'm going to say it. I need to be engaged over these next four Might games. Well, the biggest four games well of Vikings career, now, okay? Declan. So 5% to Kirk, baby. Fans already hate double you. Down. Oh yeah, that's that's no problem. Uh 10%. 10% to a little luck. Just a little luck. Uh this is probably the one thing that hasn't been mentioned between your two pie charts. The Vikings will still need a little bit of help. Uh, trying to get into the playoffs here. If they yeah. go three and one, I believe the probability is like eighty percent, but still, obviously, not a sure thing. Um, if they go two and two, it's basically still not possible. So they do need a little help from around the league to get them in the playoffs. But I'm a big believer in controlling what you can control. Don't do too much scoreboard watching. But at the end of the day, some teams are still going to have to lose some games for you to get into this wild card picture. So ten percent, a little bit of luck. Twenty five percent to the offensive line. Um, Mason Cole does look like he may have found a little spot here. Garrett Bradbury's looks better in the last two games. Kirk can't be under pressure consistently and expect to have good results. It just, he can't. Um, the offensive line has to hold him up over these next four games, and the Bears have given them fits in his career. So these next four games, and, and you got Aaron Donald against the Rams too. You have the Packers who have still been damn good. Like the line is going to play a crucial, crucial part over these next four games. And if this if this team is indeed going to make the playoffs and have success too in the postseason is keeping him upright. Uh, my next two chunks of pie are equal. Uh, 30% to the coaching staff remaining aggressive and scheming appropriately. I, I mean most of that towards Kubiak and Janoko 
and coming up with good offensive game plans. I thought yes. the game plan against Pittsburgh was great. They fed Dalvin Cook. He was running up a storm. They were taking shots down the field. Um, I don't have. I didn't have too much of nitpicks against the game, offensive game plan in that Steelers game. The defense really was the thing that melted down. But the offense has to remain aggressive. Don't run on second and long. Don't take out plays just because you go up by a possession. Remain aggressive. You have weapons here that can still help you throttle down on teams. So the offensive coaching staff remaining aggressive. 30%. And then finally, 30%, my last chunk of pie, situational defense. Like, with Daniil Hunter is out, you're not just going to be able to magically create pressure. We have clearly have seen that now over a, a good enough sample size from last season. And since Daniil's injury against the Cowboys, you, you're just not going to pressure the quarterback at the same rate. But you can be situational about it. You can figure out ways to when it is appropriate to blitz. You can get your defense off the field on a third and long, which this team, for whatever reason, over the last few weeks has given up a ton of third and long situations. That's going to be the key. Like it, This defense is not great, but can they be right. situationally great? Oh. Can you get a big takeaway in the red zone? Can you get a football. stop to only take them to three points? So 30%, Situational. dude. Yeah. Situational defense. Yes! X's and O's. X brings the X's and O's. I love that. LFG. I, 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 th- there's no magical elixir that's no, just going right. to make them look like oh. 2017 again. No. Just be situational, man. Situational. I love what you just did. Got to be situational, yep. Come my on, friend. Zim. Situational. So five chunks of pie. 30% to situational oh, defense. 30% to offensive uh, coaching staff remaining aggressive. 25% to the offensive line, 10% to a little luck, and 5% to Kirk Cousins staying engaged. Just a quick 425 yes. right there. And there it is. You know the what? That was a, knows how you feel about I pie. love this show right now. That was a great breakdown. Thank you. The pie chart there's hope. of playoff possibilities. Because there, if you want them, like, and you know what? This is fine. If you are in the camp of, can they make the playoffs? The answer is, yeah, pr- pretty much they can. There's seven seeds now. Yes, there's hope. Yeah. Yeah, here's Not another easy, thing, but, too, yep. I'll throw out there in terms of, like, situational defense. So the Vikings have not been a great turnover defense this season. Right. They're kind of mid-pack. Like, they, they've, they've forced 16 turnovers, which ranks 18th in the NFL. And I'm just wondering, so they're giving up, like, 30 points a game over the last six weeks. Mm-hmm. So there's there's all kinds of ways to give up 30 points. I almost feel like they need they, – they, they, if you take a chance and the team drops a 70-yard pass over your head or something, get burned, whatever. Like you're giving up 30 points a game already. Mm-hmm. If you're going to give up 30 points, can you – is there something aggressive you can do? Can you, can you, can you blitz an extra five times? Can you – right? To, to maybe potentially right. force up a for turnover. Like, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Colts, by the way, have twice as many takeaways as the Vikings defense. The Cowboys, the Cowboys are kind of a great example where, you know, Trayvon Diggs gets burned. He got torched on a play yesterday. I saw. Yes. Um, he patted the guy in but, the back. <laughs> He's like, nice catch. Yes. But they sort, but they, but they make up for it not in every game by forcing a big turnover or two that that swings momentum. Now Washington almost got back in that game with some big plays. Yes, they did get back in the game. And the Cowboys wound up winning. But those are your pie charts. Rock knows how you feel about pie. Of playoff possibility. I want to pop this up on the screen for the YouTube audience, and we will talk about it uh, for the podcast audience. So this right here, and I'll, I'll kind of scroll down here, but this is the NFC playoff picture, all right? Mm-hmm. The Vikings nice. right now are the eight seed. They are six and seven tied with Washington, 
Philadelphia, Washington's got the seven seed because they have the best conference record here. So okay. the conference record is that third column from the right. Okay. Washington's five and three in conference. Vikings are four and four in conference, tied with the Eagles at four and four in conference. The Falcons and the Saints are also six and seven. So five teams are six and seven right now, all fighting for that one playoff spot. San Francisco is seven and six, one game ahead in the mm-hmm. sixth seed. Then you have the Panthers and the Seahawks at five and eight. I wouldn't necessarily fully rule out the Seahawks from just running the table because Russell Wilson looks like he's getting hot again. Um, so that, that, that is something to watch. But their conference record right now is 2-6. and six, So they, they, they have to win out to even have a chance. But that's the thing to watch here. Conference record is going to be that's, when there's a multi-way tie, yep. it, uh, that tie gets broken with conference record. So um, the Vikings have four games against the NFC remaining on their schedule. So presumably if they go 3-1, and one, mm-hmm. then their conference record would get better, and then they might own the tiebreaker. But these are the teams you're competing against right now. San Francisco, a game ahead and has a head-to-head tiebreaker. Washington, the Eagles, the Falcons, the Saints, and then sort of the Panthers and the Seahawks. I think the Vikings are the best team out of all of those teams except for San Francisco. I think San Francisco has reached a new level here. So it's, you know, just take care of business. If you go 3-1, and one, I think you're in. I think you're in. Yeah, you're probably right. Um I I would ha- have to look at what the other schedules for those teams look like as well, uh, just to see what what they're up against compared. Because the Vikings have to me, to me, you should beat the Bears, and, and I know they traditionally don't play well um, against the Bears. Lots of times, you should beat this Bears team twice. The Packers in Green Bay are tough, but Phil, to your point, they are banged up. Their their offensive line's a mess. Like their their offensive line is depleted, and the Rams are going to be tough. So, yeah. and, and the unfortunate thing question. about the Packers is the Packers will probably have clinched the division by then, but they'll be playing for the number one seed. So they'll have and there's they have two, no reason to right. like rest Rodgers or anything like right. that. Right. Anyway, so um, so that's what the playoff picture looks like. Oh. Speaking of the Bears, God, it's hilarious. The Bears lose in epic fashion. Mm-hmm. Bears vent line, thanks to our friends on the score in Chicago. Let's hit it, Deck. Kicking a field goal with a minute 30 left to make it look like they only lost by two positions. Apparently, Matt Nagy is so blindly worried about context and not about the substance because everything about this man from the this year when he said that everything has to go through him and all that other stuff that he's been saying all the junk stuff it, it proves to me that Matt Nagy is not a leader uh, he doesn't have any quality that possesses that leads these guys and motivates them <laughs> Why did they kick a field? They're down by like 17 points or 18 points. Did you guys hear, hear, I I think it was in the last quarter of that game, Collinsworth go full Judd and start start a segment talking about Nagy with the, first of all, let's just say this, Matt Nagy's a great guy. 
Oh, like he started to talk about his he's, future. He's clearly friends with Matt Nagy. Yes, but he started with the old Judd thing of first of all, I'd like to say this person might be a great person. Now, however, they should be fired. But it was so. I mean, even poor Chris Collinsworth, who is loath to criticize, had to talk mm-hmm. about that. He backed into it. But uh, I have no to, idea what he's co- why he's still coaching Steve. He he was kind of Collinsworth was kind of saying too, like, well, you know, it's, you know, I think what happens sometimes is you draft a young quarterback, yes. and then the, the first coach gets fired because the young quarterback's not ready. It's like eh, that's not why Matt Nagy's going to be fired. With Matt Nagy, yeah, yeah Matt Matt's <laughs> going to be fired because Matt had one good good year and then basically lost the team completely. And bear and Bears fans are sad, and it's hilarious. Mm. It's too bad. You got the captains of the Aaron Rodgers fan club constantly, you know, gushing over this guy. And what do they say? In Green Bay, you run the ball. They ran the ball, right? They right. get a lead, they run the ball. What do the Bears do? They, and it's Matt Nagy doesn't even use his timeouts. They could have used timeouts in the first half to, to move, to get to get closer, possibly get a touchdown. I, I just, I, I'm tired of it. I can't believe that George is going to bring this guy back. <laughs> no, uh, what? No one's good. Is that the report? Yeah, who said they're going to bring him back? I don't know. I thought that was John Krasinski, though, at first. It kind of, it, phonetically, it sounded a little bit like Johnny mm. K. A little bit. A little bit. Let's, let's, hear, from, let's hear from Joe. Joe, yeah. Joe got it. We used to get so angry and screaming at the TV you know, looking at each other, hands being thrown up. But now, as the last few weeks, it's 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 straight up apathy. There is, yeah, it's like you were saying. You know, we're we're just expecting it to happen, so the anger is nowhere to be found. It's just, you know, what do you expect? Yeah, I, I, that's almost too good. Like that's correct. I, I know. I almost feel like almost I know it's, it's it's fun doing Bears vent line, but it's almost getting into Lions vent line category yep. where it's like. Ugh. But that guy, one, was not drunk. Like, if you're not drunk, I don't want to hear from you. And and he actually had a pretty good point. Also, I don't want to hear good points. I want to hear irrational angst. If you can't can't be drunk and worked up, I don't know if you belong on our vent line. I think they're too beaten down, man. Like, no one. No, you're probably right. Just like the Lions, everyone's so past the point of being fired up about it. They're just like, ah, we got smoked again. All right, whatever. Go, but he, go on with my he life. ain't surviving. He he's being fired on January tenth. Yeah. Which speaking of that too, because you know, Judd brought up a point on Mackie and Judd here. I want to get to in regards to Mike Zimmer. So we'll get to that in just a second. But Judd is down thirty pounds. Mm-hmm. Thirty pounds. And that is thanks to my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. And now you're saying, how how can I be like Judd? The first time anyone's ever said that in the history of Judd. It's true. Because I, I went in, what, about two months back, weighed about 240, way too much, clothes didn't fit well, now 210. And in the season to believe, we are giving you a reason to believe Livia's best deal of the year. Join today, save 50% off the program, 50% off the program, and your first visit is free. Call 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A. And again, first visit is free, 50% off the program, limited time offer. Start to lose that weight before Jan 1, Livia.com. Folks, I'm here to tell you right now, it works. 
business owners out there too who may be regulars of the and I know there are some Purple Daily listeners who are also business owners. Uh, Federated's been helping business owners for over a hundred years. They're based in Owatonna, Minnesota. They are one of us, so to speak, and they specialize in risk management. They help protect your bottom line, your employees, all sorts of trusted resources and people that you can work with. Find out more at federatedinsurance.com. And remember at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. So our mutual friend, Tom Pelissero, and a former close colleague had an amazing report over the weekend that Urban Meyer essentially pulled a Christian Leitner move in uh, in a team meeting where he called out all of his assistant coaches' resumes and abilities as being losers, and he was like making them, you know, you I'm a winner, you guys are losers. Show me at any point in your careers when you were a winner, right? And there, and he's like going through their resumes or whatever. And Urban kind of half denied it at a post-game press conference, but mostly just said, if there's a leak, then they'll be fired. And it's super toxic. And I just want to say, let's be careful what we wish for. Because I think it's it, if you pulled most Vikings fans, I don't know, I'm just sort of gauging. I think 60 to 70% or more of Vikings fans want Mike Zimmer gone. Because mm-hmm. it, some of it's just like, it's been eight years you know, he's a defensive guy. It kind of feels like it's run its course. The Vikings haven't been above 500 in like 700 days or something. Right. So some of it's just or, you know, the organic nature of the coaching cycle. But Mike Zimmer is 70-54-1 in his career. He has a 564 winning percentage. He's one of the winningest coaches of the last 20 years to not have been to a Super Bowl, which, again, is a huge qualifier. Like, the goal should be to get to Super Bowls. And I am not sitting here saying that he should 100% come back in 2022. All I'm saying is you don't want a guy like Urban Meyer. Right. You don't want, you don't want someone to come in here and train wreck something that's good, right. not great. Right. I'm willing, for the right guy, I'm willing to take that risk as a follower and a fan of this franchise. I want them to win a Super Bowl. And so if it means taking a risk going from good to great with the potential that, oh, it could train wreck, I'm comfortable with that. But just know that, like, the Vikings in their train wreckiest seasons under Mike Zimmer are 7-9 yep. and nine with some drama here and there, but nothing as embarrassing as what the Jaguars have dealt with with Urban Meyer. So you better know who you're bringing in, and you better be really sure that it's an upgrade for the players, it's an upgrade for the franchise before you just – fire Mike Zimmer, and then embark on some sort of search from nothing. Do you trust Rick Spielman, Phil Mackey, to find the next coach, or do, do you trust the Wilfs to find the next GM who can find the next coach? Which which process do you trust more? So I definitely trust I – de- this is going to sound crazy to you, but I definitely trust Mike Zimmer to find a coach – or I'm sorry, Rick, Rick Spielman. Spielman to find a coach because he found Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer was Mike Zimmer was the right coach at the right time. Yes. You know, Mike Zimmer from 2014 through 2017-18 did a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. And he did it with a young quarterback. He did it with a backup quarterback at one point. Like, you know, he, he built the defense up. I think that style of franchise building is so hard. It's so hard to get 11 defensive players all in their prime, all under contract, all healthy. Like, you got to catch lightning in a bottle. And they did in 2017, and they came up short in the NFC Championship game. Um, So 
for what they were looking for. They were looking for someone to come in, fix the defense, put up a challenge against Aaron Rodgers in the division, right? Matt Stafford in the division because the Lions were competitive at the time. Yep. And so Rick Spielman succeeded in hiring Mike Zimmer. Um, I don't think Rick Spielman's a perfect general manager by any means. Do I think there might be better GMs to come in, run the franchise, and have a better chance to find the right coach? Right. Yes. But but Rick Spielman identified the right coach in Mike Zimmer at the right time, and I do think he could do it again with an offensive-minded guy. So, yes. I, I have my doubts there, and I think that Rick Spielman has some good football qualities, but I think he is lacking on offensive skills. Like, like I don't I don't know that, that he, he can find the right coach, and I think we can safely say that he's taking stabs in the dark at quarterbacks, and that's a crapshoot to a certain degree all of the time. But there certainly seem to be quarterback whisperers who know more. But the reason why I would fire Rick and trust the Wilfs more is because I think the most important thing is to get a GM here who can hire a coach and, by the way, be on the exact same page and that they that their emphasis starts with where the league has gone. And I don't trust Rick because you're right. In in 14, in 14, I think Rick said, I, I, you know, this this is tough, man. Let's stop teams. And for a certain time period, it still worked. Congratulations there. But I think the league has changed. I think the game has, has changed. And I don't trust Rick to identify the two most important things offensive coach and a quarterback. And that's where I would probably go out on a limb a little bit and allow the Wilfs to get the GM. But yeah, um, I think what we've learned too is hot names certainly don't translate to, to success, right? Mm-hmm. Meyer's a hot name. Oh, Urban Meyer. Look at all the success. In co- that That's a hot name. It's a non-starter. Yeah. And we all, at the time that they hired him, said, are you sure about that one? So so don't get smitten with names. Get smitten with the actual talent of, of the evaluator and or the coach. Yep. And I, I'll just I'll say one more thing because we're going to have weeks to talk to talk about this and it'll all become clear sometime in the next probably four to six weeks what's going to happen. Absolutely. Or not. But I, I think I think people are really, really quick. And by the way, I don't have any like skin in the game. Like I'm not sitting here trying to protect a relationship with Rick Spielman or anything like that. I think people are really quick to just be like, ah, fire everybody, burn it to the ground and start over. And I just think whether it's football or any business, all right, you're going to start over and you're going to you're going to hire new people to lead your front office, multiple key people to lead your front office. You're going to you're going to need to hit on a head coach and coordinators and everything that you're going to bat a thousand. You're going to bat a thousand on all those new hires. The chances are so slim. And so I would be careful, even though, you know, the leaders that are in place right now don't equal Super Bowl. I would be careful just gutting everything and starting over because I think you increase your chances of whiffing in a couple key areas. So if you're going to make a change in the front office, I would keep Rick's like Rick has been a good roster builder for 15 years. And so, you know, we talked about it last week. Is it like John Elway kind of moved from here to there in the Broncos front office? His voice is still there. And, and you know, and you bring someone else in that sure. is maybe a little bit more in touch with a couple things with modern football. I would just be really careful. Let's gut everything emotionally because we're pissed because the Vikings don't win a Super Bowl. Fire everyone. Like, that's what the Jets do. That's what the Lions do. Just be, 
I'm not saying that, like, listen, if you got the right guys and they're all perfect and it makes sense, okay, go ahead. But I just, I highly doubt that you're going to bat 1,000 if you do it that way. So, where the Ides of mine. It's interesting. Beware. Well, and then they can decide on Kirk. That's the thing. If you want to bring in people that that are from the offensive side of the ball and get it, hey, if you think Kirk's great, extend him. Also, here's another here's a little, little, little nugget for you for a later conversation. Mm-hmm. If Kirk has an epiphany and decides, because this is, you know, there's going to be a restructure discussion. There's a, there's a fork. He's not going to play on a $45 million nope. cap hit. Nor should the he. Vikings will either be gone with it or they'll restructure in some way. Mm-hmm. If Kirk sees the light and says, all right, let's lower my cap hit to $20 million. Let's literally cut it in half so that you can go get a right guard and something like you can go get, go get extra pieces. Yep. I would happily take Kirk Cousins on a $20 million cap hit for the next two seasons I will, if it allowed me to build the roster. I will fly to Seattle and buy you a steak and take you to a cracking game if Kirk Cousins does that. <laughs> Want to write that down? And that's yeah. probably correct. Yes. <laughs> now, if we can fly back with Russell Wilson, then I say goodbye to Kirk. Okay. I, like, hey, we'll, yep. we'll fly out with three first-round picks. You fly out with three first-round picks. You bring Russell Wilson back to the Twin Cities and then go from there. I like it. But uh, conversation for another day. All right, that's that's it for us today. Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. Declan has been stoically frozen in mm-hmm. the same pose for like the last. Still time. a good pose. Thank impressive. you. It's like it's always he always <laughs> ends up in a good pose. Yeah, it's great. Good for him. And uh, you can you can you can find Vikings Ventline right after that Bears Vikings Monday night game next week. It's the most interactive fan friendly show in Minnesota sports. So thanks for hanging out with us and making this such an awesome community of Vikings fans. We'll see you guys tomorrow with Alex Boone on Purple Daily.